Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? This is episode number 195 of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says, starring yours truly, S. Anthony Thomas. How are you doing, you beautiful bastards? How's it going? Yep, I'm back, baby. And you know what the funny thing is? You know, I, I really had an opportunity to, to kind of laze off for a week for the holidays. But the thing is, a lot of times when people take take time off from from a job that they're doing or something like that, it's usually something they don't want to do or something that they're tired of or something that they want to get away from. But I don't want to get away from my podcast and I damn sure don't want to get away from my beautiful bastards or my Potter and family. So. I was going to just laze off and not do an episode and, and do like a best of episode. And at some point, you know, I have some stuff stockpiled that I'm going to put to, to put together a best of episode. I'll probably wait until maybe episode 200 or something like that, or maybe the first episode of the new year. But do you know what? I ain't doing it. Yeah, that's right. Because I like doing my podcast and I don't want to take a week off. So I said, you know what? I'm going to leave it up to fates. And by fate, I meant my beautiful bastards. So what I did was I put a, I put a poll up on my Twitter. By the way, my Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas. And the podcast Twitter is at S. Anthony Says. And I put the poll up and I wanted to see. I only put it up once. I didn't keep retweeting it to make sure everybody saw it. I just put it up one time and I wanted to find out exactly what my beautiful bastards wanted me to do with this last episode. So I said, okay, it's up to you. I can either put up a, put up a new episode or I can put up a best of. And I left it up to you. And for a while there, I'll be honest with you, it uh, put up a best of had a nice lead. You know, and I'm thinking, okay, so I started to put together and cobble together some of the good stuff I wanted you to hear again, put together a best of episode because I knew and I know that there are new people coming, uh, you know, listening to the podcast, you know, in different countries and obviously in the United States, too, because the audience is growing thanks to you. And then I go back and all of a sudden it's even Half of the bastards that's after my beautiful bastards that saw it, one of the best of, and half of my beautiful bastards wanted a new episode. And then all of a sudden, new episode took the lead. And then new episode held the lead. And then new episode won the thing. So, I'm not going to take a week off for this holiday. Oh no. I'm going to do a new episode for who? my beautiful bastards hello to my beautiful bastards in australia hello to my beautiful bastards in canada hello to my original beautiful bastards in the united states of america and hello to my beautiful bastards in the uk and i'm sure there's some other countries that i that i missed out on uh, because i didn't take a look at the stats because i was too busy enjoying myself on the holidays but if there's some beautiful bastards in the country that i didn't mention don't think that i don't know have love for you because I, of course I do. Why? Because you're my beautiful bastards. So I want to say a special overall encapsulating every last one of my beautiful bastards. Hello to all of you. I want to say a Merry Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. Happy Holidays if you celebrate something else. If you don't celebrate any of that crap, happy two weeks of work. Happy a couple of happy a week off from work for people because other people are celebrating a holiday that you don't celebrate. But who cares? You get to chill and also happy new year, because by the time I, I do a new episode or by the time you hear my voice again after this episode's over, it'll already be 2016. So I just want to say, like I said, happy holidays to every last one of my beautiful bastards. And I want to say, are oh, you ready for episode number 195? The last S. Anthony Says podcast of 2015. Are oh, you ready? Are oh, you ready to, for the last time this year, hear me talk about ridiculous and stupid crap for approximately an hour? Of course you are. So let's roll that theme song now. Okay, folks, let me talk to you about something interesting here. And, I, you know, it's really weird when you think about the the year that's ending right now. And uh, this is my podcast normally comes out on Monday and I actually record it on Monday, but I'm actually recording this on Monday night. I'm sorry, Sunday night. 
Uh, I may record all of it Sunday night and I may record some of it Monday. I don't know. But this particular section is being recorded on Sunday night um, right after the intro was recorded. I, I just I, it's one of those things where it's the, the, the year is ending and you always think about the things that you want to do to start the year. You know, this is the kind of this is the time of year when you start thinking in terms of. You know, your New Year's resolutions in the new year, I want to do some stuff and then I'm going to do this. And then once I do these three things that I'm really not going to do, my life is going to be so much better, even though I'm absolutely not going to commit to do these things. Because at some for some reason, this last week of the year, I picked a lie to myself about things that I'm going to do to improve my life that I'm actually not going to do. You know, and then sometimes you see the people that actually have New Year's resolutions. And for some reason, these particular people are serious about the crap. You know, you see that friend that you talk to on the phone and in conversation, you hear him talking about his new lifestyle. But you're really more interested in talking about the UFC fights and complaining about your kids and complaining about your spouse and talking about the sports and talking about politics. But you hear him sprinkle in, you know, vegan this and weight loss that and work out this. And, but you're not really paying paying attention to it you're just talking i mean it's, it's just all of that stuff that's not the things that you necessarily want to talk about are kind of white noise in the background and this is not my and this this happened to me uh, i was at a donut shop and there was these these guys who were obviously friends for a long period of time and the guy actually walked past his friend he did not recognize his friend not only because the guy was muscled up and ripped up and chopped up the guy looked like somebody who was always in shape the guy looked like a linebacker and so i just assumed you know just like anything else when you see somebody in that kind of shape you just assume that that guy was always in that kind of shape so the guy goes hey man and the guy goes huh, huh? he was kind of being dismissive of the muscle guy because he just thought it was a random stranger who was being a little too friendly by touching him on the shoulder he actually looked back at the guy like is this guy touching me on the shoulder what the hell and then he recognized the face and he steps back and goes and i forgot the guy's name let's just say jim or whatever he goes jim he goes yeah he goes what the hell Weren't you 400 pounds? And I stopped and looked over and I'm going, this guy who looks like Terry Crews now was 400 pounds. The guy looks like a damn linebacker now. And it's really weird how that is, which means basically this guy was a really big fat guy. And at some point, because it takes about two and a half, three years to lose the amount of weight this guy lost. At, and which means, I mean, consistent work. So at some point, this guy made a New Year's resolution, as it turns out. And when he made it that particular time, he was serious about it. He stuck to it. He was not about to let anything get in his way. And now he was in good shape. And because he was in the habit of working out good shape, being in good shape was a part of his lifestyle he was eating good food he was working out all the time he didn't even think about it anymore and it's amazing how that is when you do the new year's eve thing i mean yeah you know what i mean because there was a point that when i got in shape i'm not in not in the best of shape now but i will be by the end of the year but when i was in my best of shape it was great man i was walking around and i had the six pack and triple pack and double pack and quadruple abs and double abs and all that crap and i'm walking down the street and I didn't even realize I had gotten in shape because it was just such a part of my lifestyle. And I was still in my mind a fat guy at the time. I was in my mind. I was still a fat guy. I really was. And it was weird. It was weird. Because I was walking down the street and I was in this incredible shape. And I, like I said, I was still in my mind a fat guy not realizing that I was in perfect physical shape. I'm walking down the street and women were talking about, were yelling out the car at me. Talking about stuff they wanted to do to my buttocks and genitals. Right? And it kept happening. I walked down the street and women are yelling, I'd like some of that. Give me some of that, man. Ooh, I'd like to get up on that. And I'm going, who are they talking about? I'm thinking I'm still fat. They're yelling at me. And I'm sitting there going, there are you women driving by in Los Angeles talking about stuff they want to do to my buttocks and genitals. And I didn't realize it. At some point, I made a New Year's resolution at that point and stuck with that crap. And all of a sudden, I was in great shape. And women, I didn't know were talking about my buttocks and genitals. Oh, yeah. The funny thing about it was I got kind of full of myself. And I went to a place and I started to walk into a place to buy some shorts. And I walked and I said, excuse me, lady that buys the shorts. I need to buy some shorts. And she said, what kind of shorts would you like to buy? And I said, I would like the kind of shorts that give people an exact 
an exact display of the size and shape of my genitals and also the size and shape of the buttocks that they'll be squeezing while I do stuff to them with the genitals that they now will know the exact size and shape of. And she said, here's some, some genital shape, some genital highlighting buttocks highlight shorts. And I said, thank you. And then I put the buttocks highlighting genitals highlighting shorts on. And as I walked out, she says, you know what? I'd like to do things to your buttocks and genitals. And I said, ha ha, do me a favor. Give me 10 more pairs of these. <laughs> okay, the part about me buying the shorts isn't true, but there were women, women uh, yelling out the window about stuff they wanted to do. And uh, <laughs> and I was thinking about that because it's like, I, I want to get back in shape. You know, I want to get back in that kind of shape. I actually have the pants I wore during that time period of my life when women were yelling out the window of their cars, stuff they wanted to do to my buttocks and genitals. I have them on the wall. When I look at the when I look at the pants on the wall, they don't look like they belong to me. And the funny thing is, I know I was actually in those pants. The me that was in those pants had women yelling about stuff they wanted to do to the buttocks and genitals of the guy wearing those shorts. I actually have the buttocks and genitals short jeans on the wall. In fact, somebody, an uh, exterminator came in and it was a lady and she saw the pants on the wall. And she says, whose pants are those? And I said, those are my pants. And there was a long pause. And even though she didn't say anything, I was offended by the long pause. Because in her mind, she's like, there's no way in the world those are your pants, you bastard. And I'm saying, listen, honey, stop with the long pause. Those were my pants. And she realized I was annoyed. And then she realized that actually I wasn't those pants. And even though she didn't say anything, her face said, what the hell happened to you? And my face said to her, I haven't paid for your services yet. And then she goes, oh, <laughs> And then I walked out of the room and she was in the room with my pants and I walked out and I thought she was behind me. I was continuing to talk and I walked back into the room and I saw her staring at my pants on the wall and I heard her mumble stuff about if he was he's kind of cute. Imagine him being in the kind of shape he was in to be in those shorts. If he was as cute as he is now and he was actually small enough and fit enough to be in those shorts. I would like to do stuff to his genitals and buttocks. And I said, I overheard that. And she said, well, 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 don't get the wrong idea. I don't want to do anything to your genitals and buttocks. Now I said, well, it's the same genitals. She goes, I know, but it damn sure ain't the same buttocks, <laughs> which is why I intentionally wrote her a check and signed it. Mickey mouse. How about that? Okay. I did not sign the check. Mickey mouse. I, that just signed the check the regular way, but that's not the point. Shut up. <laughs> But the funny thing is, I'm at the point now where, you know, I'm I'm it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. Now I I, I still have, you know, women who want to get it on with me, but it's really weird now. They want to get it on with me because I'm cute, smart, and funny. And women have said that. You know, the reason I find you so attractive is you're cute. It's, you know, you're cute, but you know what it is? It's because you're so smart and so funny. And normally when an attractive woman takes you to Bang City and tells you how smart and cute and funny you are. Normally that's a good thing. But I'm telling you right now, I remember the days when they had already taken me to Bang City and they go, no, no, hey, that was a fantastic trip to Bang City. And as it turns out, as a bonus, you're smart and funny. And I like those days. Those were good days when women would just jump in my trip to on top of me for a trip to Bang City didn't even know what kind of personality I had didn't know how smart I had I am and didn't know how damn hilarious I am they just wanted a trip to Bang City because they saw me in the genitals highlighting buttocks highlighting pants but I can't fit in those anymore because if I did they would have to take me not to Bang City but the emergency room city and the people would go are you trying to put your big ass in these genitals highlighting buttocks highlighting pants and I'd say listen shut up doc just cut them off me and I'm kind of blacking out from the lack of oxygen and blood. And I'd wake up with my pants chopped up. And they'd go, me damn sure couldn't. The genitals are the same. But he, he, he damn sure ain't the same buttocks. And I'd say, shut up. That's why I gave you a fake name and fake insurance information. And then I'd run out. <laughs> I would not do that. <laughs>
But it's really weird, you know, when you're young, there was a point in time where I really enjoyed the fact that women wanted to jump on top of me because of my genitals highlighting, buttocks highlighting pants that I would wear just for women so they would yell out the cars about stuff they wanted to do to my genitals and buttocks. On many occasions that would happen, I would say, you know what, I'm really, really, I can't, ladies. I mean, I really appreciate the compliments, but I have a girlfriend. But when I think back in time to how that relationship actually ended, I realize I should have allowed those women who were yelling things that they wanted to do to my buttocks and genitals and my genitals highlighted buttocks highlighting pants. I should have taken them all to Bang City. I should have given them the group rate to Bang City. I should have given them season passes to Bang City because the girl I was with definitely wasn't taking me to Bang City. All of these women wanted to take me to Bang City and I had a woman who had a lifetime pass. Well, we weren't married, but we were in a serious relationship. She could have go to Bang City anytime she wanted to. She even loved it when I took her to Bang City, but because she was familiar with me and she started to to not appreciate me, all of a sudden those trips to Bang City didn't happen that often. All of a sudden it was just two trips to Bang City per week, then one trip to Bang City per week. I think she actually had a chart. I saw a chart on her wall that said minimum amount of times to go to Bang City so I can keep him because I enjoy taking him to Bang City. I really, really enjoy taking him to Bang City. But if I let him take me to Bang City, I enjoy Bang City so much you'll think he has control over me and I can't have that. So I'm going to give him the minimum amount of Bang City to keep him so he won't take anyone else to Bang City, but not the amount of Bang City because when he takes me to Bang City, I do whatever he wants because he takes me to Bang City. And I'm saying that's kind of a long name for a really small mathematical equation and she said I did not know you were behind me <laughs> and I was going to be mad at her but I was behind her and she also wore genitals highlighting buttocks highlighting shorts and then I told her the things I wanted to do to her genitals and buttocks and her genitals highlighting buttocks highlighting shorts and then she looked and realized I was wearing genitals highlighting buttocks highlighting shorts and then we both took off our bent genitals highlighting buttocks highlighting shorts and then we did stuff to be, okay we went to Bang City <laughs> It's really weird now because women, women that I that I get it on with now um, like me because of my personality. They think I'm cute, but they like because of my personality and because I'm smart and because I'm funny. Yeah. And you would think that's a good thing, but I, I want women to want to take me to Bang City because I'm so damn hot. Forget all that personality and intelligence crap. Yeah, I know I'm smart. So what? And I've been funny for years. I've been professionally funny for decades. Big deal. So what? Damn it, you better love me because of my genitals highlighting, buttocks highlighting shorts. Granted, I'm not wearing them. They're hanging on the wall, but look at the wall. In fact, that's what I, I'm going to start doing from now on. When I'm with a woman, she's going to go, I love you because you're so smart. Whoa, 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 before you tell me I'm smart and I'm funny and all of that crap and cute and all of that garbage, do me a favor. Look at the shorts on the wall. And they're going to go, whoa, wow, you in those shorts? And I'm going to go, yes, I was in those shorts. Those are buttocks highlighting, highlighting genitals, highlighting shorts. I know. Oh, you can't fit in those now. You're ruining it. Shut up. Just go back to telling me how smart and funny I am. Damn it. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> you know, everybody talks about it in a funny way. They, they, you know, they, they always go, I like that person for their personality. I, I like them. I mean, if you really think about it and in the long term, it's really not a bad thing to be liked because of your personality and liked because of your intelligence and liked because you're funny. It's not a bad thing because, quite frankly, I got news for you. That's all I got right now. I'm not going to be able to get into those genitals highlighting, buttocks highlighting shorts for about another year or so. So that's all I got right now. That's all I got right now, damn it. And I'll take it. Because even though I would love to have women jump on top of me because I look good in my buttocks highlighting genitals highlighting shorts, I can't complain because it doesn't matter why those delicious women want to take me to Bang City. It only matters that I take a trip to Bang City. Let me ask you a question. Say you're really, really broke and you really need money badly. And somebody walks up to you and says, you know what? You're broke and you need to have enough money for food because your bills piled up on you. 
here's a hundred dollars and I'm going to give you this hundred dollars to, to eat till your check comes in a couple of days and I'm going to give it to you because you're cute, you're smart and you're funny. You're not going to go, wait a second. I would rather be hungry than take that hundred dollars. You give me that hundred dollars because I'm so damn hot. Would you do that? Of course you wouldn't. You go, my stomach's grumbling. Thanks for those five twenties. I don't care why you're giving them to me. I'm now going to go and buy a sandwich. And it's the same thing that trips the bang city. Yes, I would like women to just randomly walk up to me and want to jump on top of me because I'm so damn hot. But guess what? I'm not hot right now. I'm cute, smart and funny. And it doesn't stop me from going to bang city because I've taken several trips to bang city just because of that. It amazes me that I was so upset by that and how dumb it was to be upset by that. But I now, when I think about it, am no longer upset by that. I'm glad that these ladies, for whatever reason, want to take me as Anthony Thomas on a nice long trip to Bang City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bang City. Bang City, here we come. A segment over. All right, my friends, let's start talking about something very, very interesting here. And what I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, you ever been in a situation where things just didn't happen when you kind of wanted them to happen? You know, you, you're sitting there and you, you kind of want something good to happen. You want this thing to happen. And it just happens a little bit too late for your liking. You don't even get an opportunity to really enjoy it. You know, and, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. I, I've been in that situation before. I remember when the Phillies won the World Series in 2008. There had been such a long period of time between championships for the teams in the city that it felt weird to 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 not be to have a muted feeling, a muted reaction to the championship. Because I, I did have a muted reaction to the championship, and some people did too. Some people really didn't get all juiced up the way that you think they would. They were juiced up, but not as much as you thought. And it's really weird how that works. Sometimes you you get into a situation and you think everything is just fantastic and great and everything. And you think it's going to be happening. You think some good stuff's about to happen and it doesn't happen. And it takes a longer period of time and more time goes by and more time goes by and all of that crap. And then when it finally happens, you don't really care that much anymore. You don't give a crap anymore. It doesn't have the same sweet feeling anymore. You know, it's like... It's like when you watch a football, you're like a watch a football guy. I was watching a football game and there was this receiver who was having a bad year and everybody thought this was going to be his breakout year. He was going to tear up the, this league and crush the league and tear the league up and crush that, that. And he get, he got nothing. And then it was like a, a meaningless game at the end of the season. And he makes a fantastic catch, breaks 80 tackles and do, does six backflips and dives over, scores a touchdown. And he scores his first NFL touchdown and it's great. And it's awesome. It's incredible. And he doesn't even really celebrate. Why? First of all, his team's not going to the playoffs. Second of all, he gets his first touchdown late in the season. Third, the team's getting blown off the field. It would have been great if on opening day, opening game, he caught this touchdown and tore up the field. It was the beginning of a great year. It's incredible. But it happened so late and under the worst circumstances. And it didn't matter anymore. It's weird how you get a muted feeling sometimes when you got to wait for something and you want it and it was incredible. And then you wind up waiting for it and then you realize, oh, no. I don't care as much anymore. Oh, no. I've been in that situation before career-wise, and I've been in that situation before romantically, and so have some of my friends. I remember the first time I did national television was in 1992. I did a cable show. I'm not going to mention the name of the show, but I did it. But the funny thing about it was I was ready to do that show and other shows way before 1992, way before 1992 and I would audition and audition and audition and I would do these auditions and, and these clubs and these showcases and I was getting standing ovations and I had people chanting my name and I had people clapping and I had people following me off the stage and I just couldn't get a sniff now I didn't know until later on that the reason I wasn't able to get a sniff and I didn't know until later on that the reason it wasn't happening was because I didn't have an agent and at that time and I guess in some ways now um, if you don't have that person who's in the industry giving you the pre 
thumbs up, you're not going to get anything. Because they figure, well, if, they, if you're that good, why the hell don't you have an agent? Why the hell don't you have a manager? And I had gotten rid of certain people because I was doing all the work. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm going to do all this work. And you're just going to sit on your butt and collect checks. And you didn't do anything. I'll do it myself. I'm young, but I'm good. And I'm arrogant and also stupid. Because you should, if you have an opportunity to have an agent, even if the agent kind of sucks or is kind of lazy, you should have that there. At that time, it was important. I should have had the person no matter what, even if I had to do all of the work because I would have been validated, but I didn't know that. So I'm doing all these great shows and I'm crushing and killing and destroying and whatever kind of word you want to use to describe destruction and great shows. And I'm a bad, bad man. Oh, yeah. And I know some of you are in different countries. And I know even though it's a global, it's, you know, English and American culture is global and all of that crap. When you say I'm a bad, bad man, that means I was awesome at my job. Yeah, I said it. But I couldn't get a sniff. Not a sniff. No matter how well I did, it couldn't get anything. And when I finally got on national television, when I finally made it, when I finally was on TV and there were millions of people watching, when I was finally on TV and I was at a relative's house with a whole bunch of my relatives in there, they actually got a little, I can't believe it, they actually got a, you know how your relatives get dressed up for Thanksgiving and your relatives get dressed up for Christmas? Not their best clothes, but you could tell they dolled up a little bit. And I'm looking, I'm going, did you guys get dolled up to watch me on TV? And that was sweet. They all got a little dolled up to watch me on TV and there were people calling people and telling people and oh you got to see him he's on he's on and they're talking on the phone did you see it did you see it and all of that crap and all of that crap I almost went one halfway through it I kind of walked outside because I didn't want to be in the room while they were watching even though I know the set went well there was a part of me that just kind of I didn't want to be in there just in case they didn't laugh at the stuff as it turns out I could hear them laughing outside so it was okay so I came back in but and it should have been a wonderful moment, but it was so much later than I thought I was going to get some of these things that it was a muted feeling. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. When I got in shape, it was the same thing. I thought I'm going to lose this weight in three months. It didn't take three months. It took nine months. And yeah, I was in shape, but I didn't enjoy it as much because it took so much longer. It wasn't a quick jaunt of three months and knock it off and look at me. It was nine months slodging and crushing myself. So it was a muted enjoyment of it. And it's amazing how sometimes when we don't get things when we think we should get them, how muted the feeling actually is. Like I said, Phillies won the World Series in 2008. I was in the area. And everybody was going in crazy. And I was happy too. But not the. It was muted. And I and I told you before. I told you that the, it happened on a romantic tip too. And I'm not going to tell my story. Because it's the same story for everybody else. You know I had a friend of mine. It was kind of a bit of a nerd. Not super nerdy. But kind of nerdy. You know. Great guy. Nice looking guy. You know what I'm saying. You know, and he's a bit of a bit of a dweeb, but not you know not the not the stereotypical dweeb you'd see in one of those really bad '80s era romantic comedies. A little square around the edge. It's not a big deal, but a great guy, just a great guy. And there was this lady that he liked a lot, and it wasn't like one of those things. But sometimes when guys talk about a lady they like a lot, they're always in the body parts. You got the big deuce and juicy this, and then I like to do, and squeeze on that and feel on that and put some. Then got want to do this to that and squeeze that and touch that and slurp on that. It wasn't about that. He was talking about personality traits and character traits. He was talking about all of that kind of stuff. He actually liked her as a human being, which is what we should do. And he was working towards his goal methodically. And she saw him and all she saw was him being a bit of a dweeb. You know, and from the outside, because he had a big dream, it, it was really weird because you could, when somebody has a big dream, you really can't, if you don't if you don't know the person well, if you're not on the same wavelength, it just looks like they're kind of wasting time. So to her, she, he was wasting time, but he really was working hard, and she kind of blew him off. She wasn't as gracious as she should have been. She wasn't horrible, but she wasn't as gracious as she could have been to get rid of his punk ass, and it kind of crushed him. A couple of years goes by, and all of a sudden, he's on, he's doing national 
commercials or well maybe they're regional i don't know i don't remember but he was making some good money he's driving a nice car you know now that he's got a little money he's taking a little bit better care of himself he's in a little bit better shape he's dressing a little bit better and she sees the guy and all of a sudden she's all up on him and he's basically she thinks he's the same guy as he was before he was a little bit different and that she even stepped to him a year early when he was just beginning to get on and get his game right. He would have been cool with it. But it was another year had gone by. She had blown him off again and again and again. And it was too late. When she wanted him, now she wanted him. Now she wanted to date him. Now she wanted to get it on with him. Now she wanted his time. It was too late. He still wanted to jump on top of her. He told me he still found her attractive. He told me he wanted to all of that crap he told me all of that but it was just too late it was muted it had been muted because it was too late we all want things the moment we're ready for them the moment we feel we're ready for them we want that thing now you want it now. The second you're in shape, you want everybody to jump on top of you. The second you get successful, you want everything to work out. It doesn't work that way. It never works that way. You want it when you want it, but you can't have it when you want it because that's not how the real world works. I go back to when I did that television program. I remember when it went off and everybody's in the house congratulating. Oh, this is the greatest. And I'm sitting on the, on the porch and I'm going, I just did national television. And it was great, and I worked really hard to get that, but it's now over. It's only been a few minutes after it's over, and I realize this isn't exactly how I expected it to feel after that. I thought it was going to be, you know, you know, you, you, get, this, you get this distinct feeling that it's going to be like like uh, when somebody, like the draft night in the NF, NFL was like, oh, that's the, I'm sorry, that's the NBA music, but you get the point. Shut up. <laughs> right? And you're going, Hello, is this S. Anthony Thomas? Well, yes, it is. We just saw you on BT. We just saw you on comedy, whatever. We just saw you on Showtime, whatever, whatever that I, whatever that name, network, that crap was. We saw you on that crap, and we've decided after, even though it, even though it hasn't, the show itself hasn't even gone off yet. You're such an incredible talent. This is Jimmy. I own the industry. Industry. Yeah, my name is actually I own the industry. Industry because I couldn't think of a name. Shut up. And I just want to let you know that you're the most incredible human being that's ever existed listen i know you're out you're probably sitting on the porch depressed because you thought it was going to feel different well there's no reason for you to feel depressed now punk because i'm going to give you 67 no decision dollars i'm gonna give you 12 tv programs there's 15 nymphomaniac spokesmodels who have their tubes tied who want to bang you into oblivion and there's 18 million fans that are going to follow you around throwing rose petals in front of you and rubbing your back <laughs> you probably thought it was just going to be a national tv appearance that nobody was going to remember the next day except for the people that saw it who thought you were cute but they have their own lives and they're going to forget about you as soon as the baby shits on themselves but you were wrong punk it's over for you you're no longer going to be very talented but obscure you're going to be very talented rich with a bunch of spokesmodels with nymphomaniacs with the tubes tied millions of fans and 27 quadrazillion dollars and it's all because you're did that one spot on some cable channel you can't even remember the name and i don't even know if the cable channel exists anymore but it doesn't matter because at the time it was national and okay see none of that happened as you can tell <laughs> you never get and the more i think about it i mean how many people actually get the thing that they dreamed of at exactly the right moment when does it happen it never happens when you expect it to happen. It never, ever happens when you expect it to happen. You know, you never meet the girl of your dreams when you think it's going to happen. You never meet the guy of your dreams when you think it's going to happen. You never get that raise at your job the moment you deserve it. You get it a year later and you're pissed off because you should have gotten the damn raise a long time ago. But you now you're going to get it. But you should have gotten it. But you're not going to get And that's weird, isn't it? You don't even enjoy it. I should have been sitting on that porch going, I finally did national television. But I was sitting there bummed out. I should have been sitting there going, whoa, my favorite baseball team from my hometown finally won a World Series. I should have been out there just digging it and enjoying it. 
You know, my friends would have said, hey, maybe this woman isn't a gold digger or anything like that. Maybe the simple fact that I was such a depressing dweeb and kind of pre-rejecting her, you know, because a lot of times we do that. You know, the reason that we're not getting the things we want to get, we're kind of, he was probably pre-rejecting her. Maybe she didn't come back because you have money. How would, maybe she came back because you're starting to act like a confident man who's a winner and you're going in the right direction. And maybe because she's also a winner, she wants that you don't. No, a lot of times we don't enjoy the things we should enjoy for dumbass reasons because we just pre-reject the things that are coming towards us and we don't even know what's going on. When I think about my muted reaction to the Phillies World Series, I realize how much joy would I have felt if I'd have just enjoyed the moment. How much joy would I have felt if I just sat on that porch and said, I just did national television after all these years. How much more would I have enjoyed that if I went to the store the next day in my mind going, I just did national television. How much joy would that guy would have felt with that woman he wanted really badly, who's still a sweetheart of a woman, if he'd have just said, hey, what's going on? Went out and at least dated and investigated her and found out whether or not she was, quote, a gold digger. Or maybe she just maybe she matured the same way he matured. You don't know. And when I think about this, I realize that I'm actually not just talking to myself through a microphone and, and talking to you through this microphone. I'm talking to all of us collectively. King Bastard, which would be me, and my beautiful bastards, which would be you. How many times have you gotten something that was cool, but it didn't come when you wanted it to come and you didn't enjoy it and it just went by and this great moment, this great thing you could have just dug and enjoyed and grooved to, you didn't enjoy it because you were being a bit of a douche and not enjoying it because it didn't come when you wanted it to. Well, cut that crap out. Now, when I sit here and I think now, I realize that what I want to do, I would love to have a Netflix series. I would love to be on Comedy Central at some point. I would love to have some network person say, hey, let's build a show around this guy. I would love that crap. And if I held true to what I was doing before, back in 2008, when I allowed things to be muted like that, I wouldn't even enjoy it. I would enjoy it a little bit, but not as much as I should. And if you don't enjoy it as much as you should, you're not going to be able to do the best work. If you don't enjoy the woman or the man that you meet as much as you should, you're not going to be the best boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. You're not going to be that because you're not enjoying it. So I made a decision before I even started doing this segment. I was going to tell you this story and I made a decision and I made a pledge to myself. Yeah, that's right. I made a pledge to myself. I'm going to enjoy moments. I'm not going to let when they show up bother me. You know, if you have a job and you busted your ass at that job and you didn't get the raise when you wanted to, but eventually six months later, a year later, your boss wises the hell up and gives you that raise you should have gotten in the first place. Don't sit there lamenting the money you didn't get while you were waiting for this punk to give you the raise you deserve. Enjoy the fact that you got the raise now. Don't get mad because you were whining around and you were too much of a punk to talk to that girl. And then when you talk to that woman, you talk to her, you talk to her like a punk. And then some time goes by, you mature and you become more manly, more positive, more successful as a human being. You become a winner and you, she steps to you because she notices you now because you're a winner. Don't necessarily assume that she's just that she's some kind of gold. Don't assume that crap. Maybe she just noticed you because you started to notice yourself. And that's what I'm gonna. That's what this podcast is about for me. It's not just about doing, talk, telling cool stories to people, or making people laugh, or telling some crap that happened to me that hopefully will hook you up if it if it applies to you. It's not about that. It's about I got news for you. I'm trying to build up my own audience. I'm not one of those guys that likes to wait around anymore. Instead of getting pissed off and going, well, you know, like two years from now, say Netflix a year from now or two years from now goes, this guy is great. Let's give him an opportunity to do a show or Comedy Central or whatever. Finally notices me and decides to do some crap. Why would I get upset? Hell no. Instead of waiting for them, I said, I'm going to do a podcast. And now my audience is growing. So instead of sitting there getting all weirded out because they're taking too long, ho, ho, ho. Oh no, I'm going to build up my own army of beautiful bastards. And that's what I'm going to do. Because eventually, if things keep going the way I would like them to go, if the audience keeps growing, and I'm going to need your help with that by telling everybody, if the audience keeps growing, I'm going to need your help by that, with that, by rating the podcast or whatever the hell you're watching, listening to it on five stars and a lot of wonderful words. If I can get this done the way I wanted to do, 
tell spread the word babies spread the word then it's not going to matter what they say because it's going to be me and you we'll just i just build my own thing with your help you know because if I get a podcast that's as big as Mark Maron's podcast or Joe Rogan's podcasts or uh, uh, Bill Burr's podcast or even Serial, who knows? Imagine if this podcast got that big. Do you think if uh, this podcast got as big as Serial that I'd give a damn whether or not I got on certain cable this or cable that? Hell no. I'd have my own thing with me and my beautiful bastards. So what I learned, my friend, and what I made a pleasure to myself is I'm going to enjoy moments. And when good crap happens, I'm going to enjoy the crap out of it. I'm going to savor every second of it. Yeah, that's right. And I want you to do the same thing. Don't let some sucker on the outside wear your ass out and make you not be able to enjoy good things that happen to you. Screw that crap. So as soon as you start feeling like, oh, something good's happening, but it should have happened already. I want you to hear this coming from your one and only S. Anthony Thomas. Something good. This is you with something good happening to you. Man, I've been waiting a long time for this and it finally happened. I'm telling you right now, it should have happened six months ago. Wait a minute. Am I hearing S. Anthony's voice? Hey, you, jackass. Stop being a douche. Enjoy this crap. Stop being a punk. All right? You're lucky the crap's happening in the first place. Now do me a favor and slap the shit out of yourself for taking this joy that you should be enjoying and wearing it out and muting it by being a punk ass. Now shut up, punk, and enjoy it. So if something good happens to you and you feel yourself not enjoying it and getting all weirded out because it didn't happen the way you wanted to or when you wanted it to, I want you to hear what I just said in your ear. And I want you to go and I want you to actually slap the shit out of yourself, by the way, because I don't really mark the occasion. And do it in front of people. So people will go, why did you slap yourself? And you go, well, I was actually, it was something good was about to happen to me. And I wasn't going to enjoy it like a douche. And then, I, well, I listened to this podcast called S. Anthony Says, starred, starring S. Anthony Thomas. You should probably listen to it because that guy's an incredible, delicious chocolate man. And then he said that when something good happens to me, instead of being a punk ass and not enjoying it and allowing somebody else's behavior or the timing of the good thing happening to not let me enjoy it, that I should call myself a punk ass and slap the shit out of my Myself, and then and that's why I slapped the shit out of myself and they're gonna go oh some dude on a podcast told you to assault yourself and you did it and then you'll go yes I did it and I feel good that I did it and then he said you should probably go and assault yourself too and then go listen to S. Anthony Says actually you should probably go listen to S. Anthony Says episode 195 and then slap the shit out of yourself and then you'll understand and they'll go oh that's stupid and then they'll go listen to this episode and go hey this guy's incredible and awesome and delicious and then they'll slap the shit out of themselves and their lives will be better and that's my friends how we build an audience of beautiful bastards so do me a favor my friends enjoy all the positive moments that happen to you if you get an opportunity to and if for like I said for whatever reason you decide to be a douche and not enjoy the positive moments and be a punk ass do what S. Anthony says and slap this shit out of yourself and stop being a douche <laughs> segment over all right, cats and kitties, dudes and dudes, I want to talk to you about something. I spent the entire 90s living in Hollywood, and I loved Hollywood. It was great to have the weather out there, and I'll probably move back at some point if things work out. You know, I, I really enjoyed living in Hollywood. I mean, there's something about driving up the PCH, Pacific Coast Highway, Pacific Coast Highway. That is just great in the mornings. And it was, it was, and then some of it happened to be the simple fact that I was in my early 20s when I lived out there and it was great and it was awesome and I was, you know, you know, had some great women in my life. Not at the same time, I'm not a cheater, but they were women in successive relationships and it was great getting it on with them. I mean, I mean, it was doing great relationships. <laughs> I enjoyed banging them. Uh, but the, here's the thing and, um, I started to run across people that were super duper mega ultra good looking. And I also started to run into people who are super mega duper 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 mega ultra ultra good at their at their sport. And I started to notice the similarities between the two. And one of the similarities between being a sex symbol and being a high level athlete is the 12. And you're probably going S machine. What's the 12? 
it's the 12 year window you have as an athlete you got about 10 to 12 years of whooping people's ass at your sport and as a sex symbol you got 10 to 12 years of being the hottest person in the room wherever you go then after that your punk ass slides off a cliff that's just the way it is now the thing is the people that actually cultivated something else you know it's, it's fine it didn't work about it. if you're an intelligent cool person who treats people well it doesn't really matter anymore I mean you're not the sex symbol anymore you're not the top athlete anymore and it really doesn't matter we give you the accolades for what you used to do and then we go about our business but the weirdest thing in the world about it is people that don't have anything else other than being really super duper hot or being a fantastic athlete and they don't realize what's about to happen to them when their magic is gone. There's nothing worse in the world than when you see somebody who used to be a sex symbol way past when they were a sex symbol, when they're no longer even close to a sex symbol, don't even resemble a sex symbol. You don't even you can't even recognize who the hell they are, whether because they just aged badly or because they start chopping on their faces and and they used to be a sex symbol used to be a sex symbol and they still carry themselves like they still think they are a sex symbol you know you have a lady that child that had 27 plastic surgeries or she aged badly because she didn't really have to do anything when she was younger she didn't have a beauty regimen she was so devastatingly beautiful that it didn't matter if she smoked and drank and stayed up all night it didn't matter if she didn't take care of her skin she was so off the charts beautiful it didn't matter but then all of a sudden all that smoking and drinking all caught up up with her and she don't look she doesn't even look as good as a quote normal person unquote but she's still inside herself thinks she's that starlet and then she tries to bat her eyes at the police officer and he's like nah you're still getting the ticket baby you know he still thinks he's a sex symbol he still thinks that he takes off his shirt and he's expecting women to swoon at his six pack and all of a sudden you have a woman he takes his shirt off she looks at him she looks at herself and she goes dude I loved your movies back in the day and you know what else is interesting you got better tits than i do yeah i said it because <laughs> i've known people like that they weren't friends of mine but i knew them i knew them and there was a lady who was a sex symbol four thousand years ago and she wasn't a nice person to begin with just not a nice person she had the power of her devastating beauty and instead of using her power for good she used her power for evil and now she doesn't have that power and she's still trying to boss people around and people she doesn't have the power of people going out do whatever you want on the off chance you'll get it on with me and because it's like i don't want to get it on with you and i've seen dudes who were sex symbols and they think that they can just wink at a girl and all of a sudden something's going to happen and then they wind up instead of being called whatever their nickname is or being called cutie they get called sir and they don't like it I've never been a sex symbol or anything like that. Yes, I have. In fact, I'm a sex symbol now. In fact, I'm feeling myself up. (laughs) Anyway, but it's really weird when you start getting older. I remember the first time somebody referred to me as old head. Now, I'm from Philly. And if you're in Philly, New Jersey, New York, you know what old head is. Old head is what brothers call an older person, a person who's substantially older than them that they still think is cool and that they have respect for them. So they call him old head. And I got called old head by a 20 year old when I was 29. He might have been 19 when I was 29. Hey, old head, nice shoes. Thanks, man. And then I realized I only heard the nice shoes part and I didn't hear the old head part, which was a good thing because I would have slammed his neck in the door. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would not have slammed his neck in the door. I would have stabbed him. Okay, I would not have stabbed him because that would have made me go to jail. I would have tripped him and made him fall down the steps, waited for him to wake back up and said, how's that for an old head? (laughs) Okay, I would have not have done that either. But you get the point. I didn't want to hear that old head crap. 
But that's the thing, man. As soon as you get to around 30 years old, you realize you still look good. You still feel good. But it's almost over for your punk ass. If you're a beautiful man or a beautiful woman, you got to realize it's almost over for you. The magic you had is almost over. If you're an athlete, especially if you're in a, in a sport where there's a lot of high contact, if you're a football player or a boxer, you got to realize for the most part, the second you hit 30, that shit's almost over. You can see the... You can see the light in the end of the tunnel and it's a train coming a train called get your old ass out the way for you embarrass yourself now i'm not saying you still don't look good at 30 i'm not saying that dudes and ladies who are incredibly beautiful of course you do you're an incredibly beautiful person but you're incredibly beautiful in 30 which means it's only a couple of years away from all of a sudden your bread starts to turn yellow yeah i said it you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden, your meatballs aren't as moist, no matter how much sauce you pour over them. Yeah, that's right. All of a sudden, the fruit started to dry up. All of a sudden, the milk started to curdle. Oh, yeah, I can keep going. You know what I'm saying. I've seen it before. You see the beautiful 32-year-old woman who was a sex symbol when she was 22 and she's still beautiful and sexy and yummy. But there's also a 25-year-old who's sitting next to her who's equally beautiful, but is going to still be equally beautiful 10 years from now. And the 32-year-old is going to be 42-year-old. And even though I still think 42-year-old women are beautiful, mainly because they're five years younger than me. But what I'm saying is I still think they're hot, but I might not think they're hot if I'm 21 or if I'm a moviegoer. Oh, he's a good-looking guy for his age. Oh, yeah, I've, I, you've heard it. You ever see me old athlete that was the greatest or one of the greatest at his particular sport? And he gets the accolades that he should be getting for being one of the greatest at his sport. But the bastard still thinks he can play like he used to play when he was able to play. But he can't play like he used to play because he's not what he was then. Because quite frankly, he's wearing a knee brace and all he's doing is going to the bathroom. Nice try, jackass. You're not going to be able to dunk punk. I've seen it. I've played basketball with guys who were really good basketball players when they were younger and at the time I'm young and I can still move and groove and all of that crap back when I could dunk and I and then and, and this guy thinks he's going to dunk and he has a breakaway I don't know how he got a breakaway probably charity and he's running towards the back and he take he leaps and he still thinks he's 25 years old but he's 55 and he thinks he's going to dunk and it ain't going to happen and all of a sudden he starts to descend and he realizes oh no everybody's watching me and I still have the same name I had when I could play and then all of a sudden it turns into a really badly missed layup oh man I can't believe I missed that layup and you're thinking you didn't miss a layup jackass you really it was a you that you missed the dunk punk you know where you ex you jumped off the ground from if it was going to be a layup you would have leaped from under the basket you thought you were going to dunk and you thought you were going to impress anybody gramps but you're not gonna I've been there. I know what it's like. Yeah, I said it. I've been on the court with a bunch of dudes who are great basketball players in college and either made it to the NBA or didn't make it to the NBA, but they have a basketball pedigree. Oh, yeah. They've got the record books to prove it. You can point to see I played on this team and had this many points and I was this that 30 years ago and the guy's 62 years old and he's out there playing with a bunch of 20-somethings and he's making basket and he's pumping his fist like he's doing something, but what he doesn't realize is be before the game started the guy that got stuck with his 400 year old ass talked to the leader of the other team and said listen I'm not really going to guard this old bastard and humiliate his ass and accidentally foul him and send him to the emergency room I'm going to let him I'm going to shut him down a couple of times and then every once in a while I'm going to let him score so it doesn't hurt his feelings but because I'm going to let him score you got to let my go one of my go guys score right after that because I'm not giving you no free points. So every time Grant scores the next play, one of my guys scores. You understand? Because I, I, like I said, just I'm, it's not fair. You got this old, what I'm going to do, guard his old ass and break his hip? And then and the guy is out there thinking he's doing something. While meanwhile, the two captains of the team, don't, he doesn't realize he's getting some charity guarding. And that's that. He's, I scored 20 points. I'm still got it. The only thing you got on you, your bastard, is liver spots and a prostate that crunches when you sit down. So shut up. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, 
You got that 10 to 12 year period. You got that 10 to 12 year period. You better cultivate something else. You can't keep relying on that devastating beauty. You can't keep relying on that devastating athletic ability. And I've seen in many, many occasions where the people actually do rely on that crap and they don't cultivate anything else. They don't cultivate businesses. They don't save their money. I know a lady who refused to save money because, quote, I'll just marry a rich husband. And then know what happened? Her personality sucked so bad, even though she was devastatingly beautiful. Guys are like, I don't even want to put up with that, even though you look like that. And know what happened? She never got that husband. Not, you know, build your own. Don't wait for the husband. And then you got these jackasses that make all this money in sports and they think they're going to make 12 million million a year every year. And they have a bunch of jackasses hanging around them and they don't cultivate any business and cultivate anything else they don't cultivate any kind of relationships where even if you spend all your money like a jackass you learn how to speak on camera so you can be one of those people talking crap about the players you can still play you didn't do that because you're too much of a douche thinking that your athletic ability was going to last forever and it didn't last forever because you were out of the league at 34 and you should have had some money but you spent it all because you're an idiot And that's what happens. That's what happens to the athlete who thinks that their athletic abilities are going to carry them forever. And that's what happens to the devastating, beautiful people, men and women, who think that they're always going to be able to use their looks and sex appeal to get things for the rest of their life when they don't realize it ain't going to happen that way. You got a 10 to 12 year window and you better do as much damage in that window as you can. Because if you don't, that's your punk ass. Yeah, I said it. And that doesn't make me a bad a bad guy for bringing that up, does it? Of course not. Now, as it turns out, my particular career as a comedian, as a podcast, I can do this crap. Um, I can do this crap for 50 more years and all the while keep getting better at it. You didn't see me resting on my laurels, huh? You don't see me using my devastating beauty. Am I still devastatingly beautiful? Of course I am. <laughs> well, it was devastatingly beautiful. <laughs> well, uh, uh, well, my pictures on Twitter, really? They can see what I look like? So they can see that I'm basically like average? <sighs> I think I might want to go on Twitter and uh, put a picture of uh, someone good looking up. So, uh, you know, it would be better to be to just change the avi on Twitter so they have to put up someone a good-looking black dude instead of just my dopey ass because then I did, it'd be easier for me to do that than to edit this part out of me embarrassing myself by lying and saying I'm devastatingly beautiful. I just I should probably take that part out. I mean, I mean, I, I technically I could edit that part out, but I, you know, I just yeah, I, I mean, it's not that often I get compliments on my devastating beauty. Well, see, there I go again. I just did. This is getting kind of embarrassing here. Let me get back to my point. Anyway, folks, <laughs> what I'm saying is you all can't be as fine as me. You understand what I'm saying? You, you can't be, you know, I mean, seriously. I mean, to think that you could be as incredible looking as me is ridiculous. I know what you're going to do. You're going to go and you're going to find a picture of me somewhere like my Avi on Twitter at at, at S. Anthony Thomas. And you're going to go, Doctor, I know I'm just a regular good looking guy, but I want to be devastating like this guy right there. And the doctor's going to look at my picture and go, what? And then you're going to look back and you're going to say, hey, 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 don't mess up my dream. I want to look like S. Anthony. And the doctor's going to say, this dude looks more like a before picture. And then I want you to punch him in his face. (laughs) Please do not do that. Do not punch anyone in the face because it's wrong. And also because I don't want you to get your ass whooped. And also, I don't want to get sued by, you know, you doing something dumb. And then they listen to this and they go, well, did you tell him to punch the doctor in the face? And I would say I was just kidding. And even though I'd probably win the case because I'm a comic and I put jokes in the middle of my stories, it would still cost me money to pay for a lawyer. And I, I I mean, I I don't want to pay money for a lawyer. I mean, I still have to pay for the mighty Toyota Camry and I don't have enough extra money to be paying for some damn lawyer. Well, you think I'm going to give up my mighty Toyota Camry because you don't understand what I'm kidding you bastards so don't punch nobody 
Now, in one of the other segments, I said to slap the shit out of yourself. You can do that because you, you're not going to sue yourself. Because if you sue yourself, the, the judge would look at you and go, what? You're suing yourself. That's stupid. You spent money on lawyer and you wasted the court's time so you could make some kind of mockery of the court system by slapping the shit out of yourself and filing a assault charge against yourself. You're wasting my time. And then you should walk up to the George judge and slap the shit out of the judge. Okay, I'm just kidding. Do not slap any judges. Just slap yourself. I don't because I don't want you to. Granted, I would probably once again I would probably win the case because obviously they would they would know that the fact that I'm a professional comedian that I'm actually kidding about slapping the judge, and then I would probably win the case. But once again, I would probably have to hire a lawyer to get myself out of trouble. And I I I, I once again I, I as I said I still have to pay for the mighty Toyota Camry. And I don't want to spend a lot of money on lawyers and all of that crap because then I might actually have to sell the my mighty Toyota Camry to pay for the damn lawyers all because you bastards can't tell what I'm getting so don't hit nobody except yourself when you do dumb stuff you can slap the shit out of yourself that's okay what was I talking about in the segment again hmm? man I gotta remember never record segments after 12 o'clock at night because I get a little dopey and start talking about weird crap that makes no sense I'm getting tired Oh, yeah, I'm getting older too. It's just uh, I'm well past the point of you know when the people remember I was talking about the people in this segment about how uh, you know you got that ten to twelve year window where um, where you're gonna be the, the most beautiful person in the room or the best athlete in the room or something like that. Well, uh, you know, there's also a window of time during the course of a specific day when you're a middle aged guy, even though I'm a healthy middle aged guy, where uh, a certain time of night you, you kind of turn into an idiot. And I think as a, I think based on the last, the last quarter of this segment, I think I've literally passed uh, that time of night and I'm starting to turn into an idiot. Oh, I'm getting sleepy. I think I might want to end this segment because I think um not as young as I used to be. It might be time for me to just go to bed because this is the last segment in the show. I'm just going to end this segment and I'm going to do the wrap up part of the segment where I say goodbye to everybody. And then uh this will be my last podcast for 2015. Um. Oh God! Oh, well, what time is it? Twelve thirty-one. Oh, jeez. I should probably be going to sleep. It's actually, it's actually Monday. It's actually the day I'm supposed to be uh, putting up the podcast, but I'm too tired to edit it tonight. I'll probably edit it tomorrow because I'm really tired. And uh... oh my God, he went to sleep. He bled us. I came in here to help him out with the, you know, to set up everything for the segment, and his old ass went to sleep. Jesus Christ! All right. Uh, hi guys, uh, I work with him and I do, I help him with his podcast, and, uh, he's actually asleep, but this is, this is embarrassing, you know, I'm, I'm just really glad this is not a video podcast, because this is just, you know, he goes through all of this crap about how he's King Bastard and all of that crap, and he does a nice job, but, I mean, just to, to go to sleep in the middle of your own podcast, let me take a look here, oh, oh, he's on, oh, well, technically, he's actually, technically the podcast is actually over, he actually recorded enough material for the podcast, and, uh, He's not as young as he used to be. I mean, look at him. He's looking. He's oh god. He's drooling all over the computer. Listen, um, I don't. How does he normally end this segment? Doesn't he say like segment over or some crap like that before the end of the pod? Before he ends the segment? Okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna end this segment for him by using his little catchphrase that he uses to end the segments. Then I'm gonna wake his old ass up and make him do the outro, the the ending part of the podcast. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna put him I'm gonna put him to sleep because this this is really embarrassing. I can't believe I'm working for some old guy who just can't even stay awake in his middle of oh god he's gonna start oh god more drool oh he farted this is oh god this is disgusting. Uh, like he would say to end the segment, uh, I'm so glad you guys can't see this segment over. Well, folks, how you doing? This is episode number one ninety five. I want to thank you guys for listening. It's it's there's there's a dirty lying rumor going around by some high-voiced punk that I fell asleep uh in the last segment of my podcast. It's a dirty lie. I was awake the whole time. I was actually too busy, you know, uh doing some some incredible crunches and sit-ups and push-ups with a car strapped to my back while I got it on with very very attractive young women and uh you know and and, and actually what happened was 
you know, because I'm too much of a he-man and too young and fresh to actually fall asleep in the podcast. I'm too virile for that crap. So whatever that little high voice punk said, that that's a, that's a dirty lie. And uh, he doesn't do you have any pictures of that happening. No, I don't have my camera. Like I said, since he doesn't have any pictures, the shit didn't happen. I was awake the whole time. I think he just actually edited it up to make me look bad like I fell asleep in the podcast. I'm too virile and young and studly to ever let that happen. (laughs) Anyway. I want to thank you guys for listening to me, my friend. This is episode number 195. This is the last episode of the S. Anthony Says podcast for 2015. The next one will obviously will come out on January 4th of 2016 because, well, that's how Mondays that come after this Monday work. That's how the calendar works. <laughs> so do me a favor, my friends, no matter where you are. Follow me on Twitter. Where? Well, if you're on Twitter, the address of mine for me is at S. Anthony Thomas. Do me a favor, my friends. Follow the podcast on Twitter, too. Where? Well, you can be on Twitter and go to at S. Anthony Says. And that's where it is, my friends. And if you're listening to this podcast and if you love this podcast, and many of you do, and I thank you for that, do me a favor. It only takes a couple seconds, and it would help me out a lot. Give this podcast of five star rating wherever you're listening to it if you're listening to it on itunes give it a five star rating there if you're listening on stitcher give it a five star rating there wherever you're listening to this podcast give it a five star rating there it would be much appreciated it would be a big help and make sure you spread the word and let everybody that you know that you think would listen to this crap and like this crap tell them about this crap and have them subscribe to this crap and if you haven't subscribed to this crap please do subscribe to this crap much much love to you you beautiful beautiful bastards i will see you next week once again much love to you and s anthony out